We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. And just like that, folks, we're back with another episode of the Esports Rewind podcast. Reason why we're laughing. If you guys are listening on audio, a lot of you are probably on YouTube. Me and Zan are now completely facing separate ways. Uh, I was going to start off by making fun of you, Zan, but this makes complete sense. If you guys do not know, we're currently in a pandemic. Things are only escalating. What? What? This is news to me, my guy. Am I breaking what? this news right now? No. Breaking news. Update from esports talk. Corona think, is here. I think this whole coronavirus <laughs> thing might be pretty serious. Um, if you guys don't know, Zan comes into the office. I am alone in the office. Zan comes in once per week for the podcast. We are taking all necessary precautions, and that's why he does wear a mask, and he is now facing away from us. So make fun all you want, guys, but we're trying to take it seriously because there's also a lot of comments that say we should be. So, hey, well, you know, I think the mask looks nice. It, I'll, I'll let you all know. I had this mask before the Rona did. hit. He made the fashion yeah. statement way before the yeah, Rona yeah. came. So, oh, it's um, all about that tech life either way <laughs> it's good to have you back for another yeah. episode good to see you again my friend and literally i see you once a week now yeah, so uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> every time i look over you look away so <laughs> we hope you guys all enjoy uh shall we get started yeah let's hit it let's run it all right zan so our first controversial piece out there is actually a very funny story if you guys do not know these podcasts are actually pre-recorded so at the point of me recording nothing has been done yet the trade should go through by that saying you probably know what i'm talking about xanifer oh pretty pretty immediately dude i the trade capital t trade <laughs> this is the reason why i love what we do you know mm. there's of course you got to cover a lot of the stories that come out when they come out because you know your esports news esports talk you talk about the big stories when they happen 
every now and again, you get to talk about a topic that just is very fun because it's a one, it's a once likely in a lifetime, if not that long time thing. And it's a very funny circumstance. That being a huge trade in the League of Legends scene, apparently Liquid Double Lift has several offers out there, one of which is from TSM. It just so happens his girlfriend also is the active president over at TSM. We also had former Overwatch talent, former, I think just in general, esports talent, very well-known name. That being Monte Cristo, bringing to light the circumstance of is this a conflict of interest if Doublelift were to choose TSM uh, with, of course, his girlfriend also being there. And so I'm going to bounce that thought off of you, Zan. Uh, as of right now, nothing has been done. The trade should be going through. Although, as of right now as well, we saw Reggie tweet out a couple times last night. It was kind of like the sideways face and then LOL. Oh, yeah, all pretty, like, vague, like, Very uh, amb amb yeah. ambiguous. Mm -hmm. Nailed that word, dude. So, so what are your move on? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. So uh, right away, I've always thought that like, I'm glad that Double Lift and uh, his girlfriend are happy together and all that. But it's always been a kind of weird circumstance to be dating the you know the CEO of another t competing team. President. Yeah, or president. Yeah, yeah. rather. Same thing. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're yeah. top figures. Yeah. I don't and mean to like, correct you, but someone's going to. No. Yeah. Of course. I'm glad you did. It. I'm glad you did. But yeah, it's just like, and I'm glad they've been able to navigate that pretty cleanly from what I can tell so far. No conflict of interest things arising thus far. But this is just such a potential problem for the org down the line where like, say Doublelift runs into problems like he just had on Team Liquid where he's losing motivation and he sticks around on the TSM roster. The immediate question is going to be, is this like some form of nepotism? Is he only there because of his girlfriend? And then that doesn't do him any favors or the team any favors. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of rides the line. Is it worth the risk? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other factors that play a role in this. You know, of course, other people mentioning the fact that Lena, now dating Doublelift, she's the active president. She also is dating the founder, also one of the original owners. Um, she had dated him, that being Reginald. I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, really relative to the topic at hand, but people like to bring that up because, you know, it, it does give her a bit more power than maybe a, a typical role would, which also influences what she might, what the team or organization might do for Doublelift. And this is not saying that we think they would take advantage or they would do these kind of things. It, a conflict of interest is the potential to do those things. And so when it comes to, we talked about this actually last week as well, when it comes to um, conflicts of interest with like team ownership and the CSGO scene, having financial ties to several teams out there, it's a conflict of interest because it could be a controversial thing and it could be abused. So we're not saying TSM Lena is oh, out there yeah, absolutely not. going they to kick players because Doublelift <laughs> says to, or the fact that Doublelift is going to say, Lena, kick this. It's, it's a conflict of interest because it's a potential problem for the future that they could possibly abuse. Overall, I think on a lighthearted note, uh -huh. it's pretty funny, you know? Yeah, like, a little bit. Because it's like, what if you were in his shoes? I would not be in his shoes. <laughs> Hard stop, no. Okay, but like, <laughs> what like, if just you like, were... That's like, that's like business 101. You just don't do that. Yeah. You, you avoid anything that could give the appearance of impropriety like that. It's just, you know, you just don't. But it's also very hard, Zan, because yeah. no one has ever been in his shoes like this. No one can ever say that they were a top figure yeah, personality. Not in esports. E We've seen it in other industries. Yeah, yeah. And in other industries, the example has very clearly been set. Hey, don't do it. Because if you do, then the rumors are always going to be swirling. It's going to put strain on the relationship to a certain extent. And... It's a, it's no, a it's tough one ideal. to analyze, yeah. and everyone's going to be very vocal about their sides. Uh -huh. That's why we're kind of stepping back. It's just it's a funny instance because it's the first time in esports, and we'll see how it does get handled. You guys can leave your thoughts down below. One last question for you. Shoot. Do you think the trade goes through? 
Uh, I think. I think it does. I think it does. I think it does. But then I think issues pop up within a couple months, like with Riot, like in their code of conduct, somehow being like, mm, do we want this like swirling around in our league? I could see that happening. And I think also to end on as well, I think it'll be something that if it does go through, I think you're probably right. We'll be talking about it again when it's some sort of controversial decision is made and people instantly go back to, oh, it's because Doublelift is dating the president. So yeah. wish them both the best of luck. Though. Oh, of absolutely. Course. Of like, course. Yeah. Yeah. Love the story. And and we'll see what happens. You know what, Jake? You know what the weird, in a weird way, what the biggest problem with esports is at the moment? It's the developers and the way they handle their esports games. Because it's just all over the place. And once again, we have yet another developer making a wildly weird decision involving their esports scene and their development of the game. Uh, earlier this week, we had the Challengers League take place for Rainbow Six Siege. Ah. And in the middle of the event, Ubisoft was like, hey guys, Balance patch. So, you know, just uh, stop playing for 20 minutes, lose all your momentum, you gotta download the patch, everybody's gotta get on it, and then all the pros have to compete with completely new, this, is a, this, this was a big change, completely different balance for the operators that they've been using. And my question to you, Jake, is, We've seen this time and time again from different developers pushing patches right before events. We've seen like that the same thing happen in Fortnite. We've seen it similar yeah. things in Call of Duty. And every single time, event organizers are like, hey, this really messes with everything. And it's not like the dev developers don't give event organizers a heads up, like, hey, this is coming, so they can plan around it. Normally, <clears throat> it hits out of nowhere, and people are just left in the dark with no idea how to play the game anymore. Because, I mean, realistically speaking, large changes affect a lot, especially at the pro level. So, Jake, do you think this is sustainable? Because I thought we would have stopped seeing the... We would have seen the end of this a couple months ago. This but is... It keeps returning. This is a weird one because yeah. I don't think I know enough details in the background of how TOs or third-party organizers like ESL and DreamHack, so on and so forth, work with the developer or publishing company. Because when it comes to scenes like Counter-Strike, one you did not mention, we don't see this because if Valve does release an update, typically it's in good fashion. Because yeah. it, the thing is with CSGO, you have events every single weekend pretty much, and they still find a way to release them. And if it is poorly timed, we often see that the TOs, they go, hey, we're going to play on the old patch uh, for this event. So I don't know if that's a line of communication that that TO has with Valve, and that's a the line of communication that Epic Games does not have with their TOs, or you know, yeah, with Ubisoft, our, uh, like, yeah. Ubisoft does not have with yeah. their TOs. But it seems like some scenes definitely do avoid this. I mean, League of Legends uh, is a different system because it's more it's the franchise model. It's not weekend and week uh, events. We do see several updates though for League of Legends. I think they've become more accustomed um, to those constant changes, and they too also planned. Uh, you know, when they release those. So it's become more of a custom as, okay, we expect an update here. Yeah, I think what, what the way, it, the reason it works for League of Legends is we know when the patch is coming ahead of time. Yep. So people have... It's a set, pretty much a set schedule. Yeah, yeah. So they know, oh, hey, some things might be getting changed around and they're not like mid-event, like all of a sudden taken off guard, like, oh, this is now, this is today. And some of those updates yeah. have been like, whoa, that happened. But yeah. even then, it's not near as bad. You used the example that was perfect because right. we saw this with Epic Games to an egregious extent. I don't know how bad the R6 was one was, but we saw this with Epic bad, Games. Unfortunately. Epic Games broke their game before some of the bigger skirmishes and bigger events they've ever had, and they did it several, several times. I think three to four times I made a video about them releasing some new weapon or mythic weapon or some crazy update within days of a big event. And so... I, I don't know if this ever will ruin a scene. It, it becomes a gigantic talking point. Yeah, absolutely. It's unfortunate that it's going to keep on happening, but it seems like, you know, once these 
companies are done with an update, they're like, yo, let's push it. Let's push it now. Yeah, which is the weird thing, though. Like, why not wait a day? They know the event is happening. This isn't, like a, this isn't like a third-party event. It's a Challengers League event. And that's where I think I'm yeah. missing out on some important piece here because you would think it'd be as simple as, yo, we have it done. Let's hold off a day or let's hold off a weekend. Yeah, like, just give it a second. Yeah, I and this, the funny thing is, this is the se this is the second time Ubisoft has done this in the past two months. And I don't know exactly. I I really don't have an answer for you mm -hmm. because certainly some scenes know the answer, they know the solution, and they act on it. And others, I guess, because I don't know the right answer, maybe it's it may, maybe it's laziness, maybe just uh, I don't know. Because it seems like such a simple answer. It right? does. It seems pretty straightforward. And just... maybe it's not as simple as we think. Sam. Well, maybe it isn't. But hey. Maybe they should just plan things out a little bit better. And maybe yeah. this is Ubisoft trying to get more people to talk about their game, including the pros, and it's working. Is it, though? Because maybe, Is it working if everybody's like, frick this game, it's the worst, stop I don't, doing this. R6 is an interesting stage right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, so it really is. We'll see how they continue to develop, and especially develop during you know a times where Ubisoft is doing that kind of stuff. And before we jump into our next topic, everybody, let me take a quick second to shout out this week's sponsor. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might be thinking there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online use promo code blue wire to join today and receive your new welcome bonus bet online your online wagering solution guys looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds get to bluechew.com bluechew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level they've got the same active ingredients that are in viagra and cialis so you know they work and since they're chewable they work faster you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping, again, B-L-U-E-CHU.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. All right, Zan, the Valorant debate does continue. Mm. I can try and keep this one short because we've seen a few events there, but my main question to you is what eSport and their pro players will transition best into the game of Valorant? There's plenty of options out there. I think probably your top ones are going to be CS, Apex, Overwatch, maybe Fortnite and Call of Duty players, maybe some other ones that we have not heard about. We've announced a lot of pro players already leaving from the middle tier of their scene, especially when it comes to Counter-Strike. A lot of pros have already switched over. Um, same thing I would say goes for Overwatch as well as Apex. Those are probably your top three. Um, so far throughout events, Zen, we've seen Counter-Strike pros definitely dominate the results. Yeah, but this past, But this past week... The first time we actually had some Apex boys take down the Counter-Strike boys to win the ESPN Invitational. So I fast fire off to you. Which esport translates best so far, do you think, pro players to Valorant? Well, obviously, the, the immediate direct transition is CSGO to Valorant. Valorant, everybody knows it. Riot has been pretty open about it. It is essentially a different take on the CSGO system. What? You know, shocking, right? No. Nobody's ever, no, breaking report from esports They talk. said they didn't want to mimic... <laughs> They just didn't want to go out and copy a top FPS, Zan. What are you oh, talking about? Oh, no, so about? they just they put a new coat of paint on it. 
That's not copying. It's, you know, it's, it's completely different, guys. Look, the guns are different colors. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Um, but anyway, so I don't think it's going, we're really going to have a direct analog comparison to make here uh, uh, with mini scenes. Apex is very, very young as an esports scene. And I think a lot of the pros there are just the people who have very good basic FPS like abilities, like they're very, like their aim is on point. Their movement is great. Their positioning and their situational awareness is super strong. And I think we'll see that type of thing rewarded in Valorant in amazing ways. Uh, I think Overwatch obviously will transition well because it's a, lot, it's a sl it's slower pace than something like Apex, much more similar to Valorant, and you still got to rely on that base level uh, aiming, you know? So. It's going to be interesting to see how the pro scene around Valorant develops because we've seen people from across the esports industry all express interest in potentially getting involved in the pro play. Mm -hmm. So I think within the next couple months, we should have some kind of view of like what a proper tier list might look like for the pro scene in Valorant. That was a that was a very respectable answer because you kind of I would say your answer attunes well with mine, but your reasoning mm -hmm. definitely stuck. Um, especially when it comes to all the minor aspects outside of aim, but aim also mm -hmm. being a big one. And I think that's why we would probably would agree. I don't think I could nail it down to one, but given recent results, you made a really good point. I'm going to say that CS and Apex players early mm -hmm. on will be the best transitioning players into Valorant if they want to leave their current esport, which a lot will. Um, not only based off aim, but also movement, map awareness, you make some really good points. But I think one point that really stuck with me is that one that people would know if you really look into these Apex players, including the team that actually beat the Counter-Strike team, during the ESPN Invitational. That was probably the biggest event we've seen so far besides, I mean, there's only been a few, but um, certainly one of the more well-noted ones is a lot of those Apex players, like you said, it's a very early on uh, esports scene over there in Apex. A lot of those players that took down the Counter-Strike guys come from the Counter-Strike scene themselves. Yeah, not surprised. So, so you make a really good point there. I think Apex and Counter-Strike players alone, because AIM right now, even the, the devs themselves have said abilities won't be used to kill. Yes, we've seen counterpoints to that. A lot of abilities can kill, but AIM is certainly a gigantic factor. And so that's why I'm going to say probably CS players and Apex players over Overwatch players. But it's going to be very cool to see as this scene transitions out of closed beta, what pros will actually emerge. Because you got to remember, there's what, two and a half rosters right now? I mean, not even. So we'll see what the organizations see because you and me, mm -hmm. we're, we're common people. We will see what the organizations who are scouting people actually see and what kind of talent they look for. And I think if they look towards Counter-Strike talent or Apex talent, that will preach a lot to, you know, if we're right or wrong. Yeah, I think within the next few weeks, we'll probably have announcements from a few of the major orgs. I hope so. What a potential roster This channel needs some like. juice. Yeah. <laughs> you need to rejuice it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I just can't wait to see what, uh, what kind of rosters we've got going on i'd love oh, to see teams that are like a mix of csgo pros and apex pros it's gonna be so exciting i can't wait for the first guy from fortnite to transition yep. and just dominate in valorant for and no, people for are no reason people oh, are gonna... absolutely oh dude it's gonna yeah it's... i'm hitting myself literally <laughs> you... i'm so excited because like we're gonna see these mix of teams and we're gonna mm. see is it gonna be like call of duty where a lot of these lineups are friendship lineups like are you going to have to be close to homies? Yeah, for sure. But yeah. we're definitely going to see like some real variety of players out mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super excited, and this channel is going to cover it all, guys. So what esports pro players do you think transition best from their current esport into Valorant? Let us know. So, Jake, I have a bit of an update for you from last week in right. a turn that I don't think any of us saw this story in particular taking. Uh, if you joined us for the Esports Rewind podcast last week, you might have caught where we talked about Low Tier God and the drama between him and 
the other pl another pro player, Ceroblast, as LTG said a bunch of very transphobic stuff. And immediately after we recorded the podcast, he was banned from Evolution, which is the Super Bowl, essentially, of fighting game tournaments, as well as CEO and a couple other big events. And people were pretty satisfied with that. You know, the TOs made a good call on that front. His the, the things he said were pretty hateful and just it was excessive, right? Yeah, they were bad. But yeah, but then a couple days later, you saw something really unfortunate happen as several clips of Ceroblast streams uh, came out with them using the N-word quite liberally, all over the place. And now Cero has also been banned from several events. I think they might be banned from more events than LTG. I actually. think so, yeah. Yeah, when I was checking, like, yeah. And it's just like, you don't see this in esports too often, like both people getting taken out like no, this. It's no. usually like one aggressor and the other person's being pretty reasonable about one it. One aggressor, one victim. Yeah, and now we that have- That sounds terrible, sorry. No, yeah, nobody, nobody comes out of this situation looking good here. And the problem is, Afterwards, this sparked quite a bit of conversation in the fighting game community as like, okay, so is there a double standard here of who gets in trouble for you know their statements on social media or on stream? Because screenshots are being shared of several top pro players, TOs, community members, also just using using the N word in their tweets in like you know in public on stream, and you know without punishment or without any without people so much as batting an eye at it, you know. And yet now you have people like this getting in trouble for it. And you're like, well, I mean, why is it okay for them to say that and not people like Sarah, you know? And the question I would like to put to you, Jake, is we know that there are so many people in the esports community that for one reason or another have said some problematic things in their past. And I think if we go back through timelines and clips and everything for a good portion of the community, a good portion of them probably has said something that would get them banned at some point in time. At what point do we say, okay, Today is the day. Anything said past, like, I don't know, anything said pre-2018, forgiven. And then we all just have to move forward as a community, put oh. out a solid code of conduct and say, this is what happens if you do certain things. Is that possible? Is that viable? What are your thoughts? Uh, that, that was quite is, a mouthful, yeah. No, I get yeah. you, though. Yeah. A little recap for anyone who got <laughs> lost there. Pretty much, to put it in, in more standard layman's terms, for trying to relate this to other esports, imagine, like, a, a top figure out there, a player says some very choice words to someone else, they get banned for it, and that person they said the choice words to, they say some choice words back, and they also get banned. That in itself was a really rare case to see and very disappointing. But I like the way you twist this into, because we see so many esports pros, players, and personalities say things they really shouldn't, whether it be on Twitter, Instagram, via video, on live stream, on video, or for YouTube, whatever it is, I don't think you can ever ever have a, a hard set line of like, okay, if you said anything before 2016, you're clean. I I just don't know how, how that applies because people are so subjective naturally. I think people yeah, are always going to judge some people less than others. I mean, people are always going to hate on Ninja more than they hate on Dr. Disrespect. And I don't know if that's ever going to be an established rule. I think it's almost, it's almost like a, a rule we have to establish with ourselves of like, okay, it's been about three years. Let's all move on as a community. I don't think it'll ever be a hard line for uh, an actual, like, T.O. or... Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It is definitely an interesting debate, though, because you've got to wonder, like, oh, at what point yeah, be, is it, like, okay that this was, oh, this was a while ago. No, you're, changed, you, you know? make a really good, yeah. like, a really good debate out there. Like, at what point if... 
if a pro player says the N-word, at what point do we all be like, okay, it was two years and four months ago, now it's fine. I don't know if it ever gets to that point. No, yeah, right? It is It is very subjective, and we don't have hard rules from many TOs like, oh, if you say something like this, you get banned. It's always like kind of like a judgment call of whether or not they choose to enforce the rules, you know, based on the person. I think luckily when it comes to the story you've talked about, we don't have that for a lot of other esports of like, oh, mm. ESL has now banned so-and-so because he said these words yeah, not, two years not ago. Not super frequently. No, so, yeah. but I mean, if we come if we come to that, then we come to that. But as of right now, I just, I think it's kind of a, you know, it's a subjective thing of, whether this person moves on faster than that person, because when it comes to the internet age, we see so many people out there. I, I mean, you're always going to, if you do something wrong, you make a huge misstep. I, I speak from experience. Mm. You will always be called out for it. You can almost never get over that hump. So it kind of just becomes a point of like, you have to really prove yourself that you have to prove to people that you yourself have moved on. So for any players out there, whether they're esports or gaming related, it kind of just comes to them. What are they willing to do to show people that they are different, you know? Mm. So I think it'll all be, always be subjective. There's always going to be haters. Yeah, definitely. It's always going we, to, we can't stop using that word. But we can, we can try and get doable. people to stop. <laughs> we can ask, like, maybe don't. Hey, we'll, we'll throw out some, some alternatives. Fiddlesticks. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tootsie Pop. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of nice words you can use uh, in place uh -huh. of bad words. Gosh darn it. <laughs> yeah. Dag, nabbit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, all we can do is keep covering it. Hopefully mm. people learn from it. That's what I would say. Ooh! Xenifer, the controversy continues, my man. Oh, as always, as always. I, I love this. I love this so much because, again, we've never seen it. That being the streaming wars, they continue to wage on. You and me have long talked about Twitch versus YouTube versus Mixer. Sometimes we sprinkle in Facebook and caffeine in there as well. Daily Motion, of course. Crucial and player in the streaming game. I love Daily Motion, dude. <laughs> Can't wait for Ninja to make the move there after oh, Mixer. Absolutely. Um, but this is actually all around Facebook slash Twitch. And what Disguised Toast did over the past few days was very interesting because he has now streamed on Twitch yet again following what we thought apparently is not. It's not. But we thought was an exclusive deal, of course, to move from Twitch to Facebook gaming. Now we have talked about this, some other talking points out there for you guys. Facebook has signed other gamers out there from other organizations. I believe some Spanish esports personalities alongside Corinna Kopp, alongside Ronda Rousey. By the way, Ronda and Corinna are actually pulling some massive viewership. No, yeah, they're on, doing numbers. They are doing better than Disguised Toast, I can tell you guys that. Um, but along with that as well, he is now back on Twitch doing some form of e-dating gaming show. I can't give you guys too many details because I'm not sure fully myself Himself. He was actually back as of us recording this for a full stream and in his Twitch title Here's where the controversy does kind of lie. He actually was promoting his Facebook stream link And so for, give me your first thoughts on this. We've obviously never seen this uh, I don't understand how this deal went through with Facebook if it's not exclusive, but it, it, it seems to be kind of exclusive Yeah, okay So this is an interesting one because I think we've we've wondered about this on the podcast once or twice because we haven't seen streamers really you know, even branch out and join somebody else's stream. Like, say, we haven't seen Shroud come in and partner with Courage on a YouTube stream, really, or any crossover. And it has kind of seemed like where things have been segmented. You know, everybody stays in their own corner. I will say, I will say really quickly, the only yeah. way we see that, we do see, like, Ninja kind of squad up with those guys. Yeah, yeah. But not when it comes to, like, actually... Mm -hmm. it's kind of a t it's an iffy issue we've never seen anything like this before but we've seen them at least they can still play Fortnite together yeah yeah they can still play the game together but they're yeah. not like you know but they're definitely not yeah. like yeah they're not like they're not cross-promoting each yeah, other or exactly. their platforms they're not like co-streaming in a weird way yeah 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 but um anyway 
the way Disguise Toast uh, described the situation was that he basically asked Facebook, like, hey, I'd like to hop over on Twitch and do some streaming. And Facebook surprisingly was just like, yeah, go for it. You know, which is interesting to hear that Facebook is so open for it, open to this. And maybe the, the impression I'm getting is that his contract was not to stream exclusively on Facebook, but to probably stream X amount of hours on Facebook throughout a period of time. And Facebook outside of that probably sees him growing and him having an increased viewership as a chance to bring people over to their platform down the line. Because Facebook is still very much trying to grow as a hub of esports and gaming. Yeah, and you've talked about this now several times ever mm -hmm. since you talked about Facebook launching their tournaments or they want to do events themselves. They've mm -hmm. also launched a mobile app. Is that correct? Yeah, they launched a brand new mobile app, I think, earlier this week, end of last week, uh, that's dedicated to gaming and streaming and stuff. So Facebook esports is certainly trying to be a thing. Uh, adding on to what you said as well, I think what I kinda, I'm kind of i trying to garner from a very confusing situation is he went to Facebook and was like, I want to do this dating kind of gaming show. And Facebook is like, well, that's not fully gaming, so you can do that on Twitch if you want. And so even weirder, you said that Facebook's okay with it. I'm yeah. more surprised that Twitch is okay with this. Uh, if you guys did check out his stream, I don't believe he's... You can't subscribe to him on Twitch because he lost his partnership. If you're a Twitch partner, you can't be partnered on a different platform or streaming for a different platform. That's why you can't stream on Twitch and YouTube. That They cut off that tie. And so at what point in time does Twitch stand back in and say, we're not going to allow you to promote a different streaming service while streaming for us, or can they? Like, can yeah. they restrict him from streaming on their, like... I think they probably have something in the, like, you know, in the guidelines for the platform that says, like, oh, hey, you've signed a deal with another platform, you can't come over here. But I think they're not going to do that in this case, because that would be such a bad PR move, yeah. first of all. Freedom of speech or yeah. freedom of stream. It would, just, <laughs> it would just paint Twitch as the bad guys, absolutely. If Facebook is being totally open and saying, like, hey, let's just provide content for everybody, they don't have to be over here, let's just, you know... Everybody's at home. They want some content. Why not let this guy just stream where he wants to stream? And quick thoughts off that. Mm. You know, if I'm Twitch, I might actually be loving this because mm. Disguise Toast comes back and gets more viewers than he has had on Facebook since he moved to Facebook. Yeah. And those viewers are still on Twitch. The number of people who are probably using that Facebook stream compared to the number of people who are actually watching his stream on Twitch... Probably a huge disparity. I would I would say that a lot of people probably aren't going to that Facebook gaming stream. You know what? From, a, from from that uh, from a web design perspective, uh, if you have a website and it's your website, to a certain extent, you can tell where traffic is going from a certain page. So if I open a page and I have a link to like let's say one of your videos, right? Uh, I can get a rough idea of how many people are leaving the site and going to that link. So Twitch could see this as an opportunity to check, okay, how many people are actually going to Facebook from our Twitch stream? Yeah. And gets like some numbers that could be useful data for them. So maybe it, and, it's a win-win. And I might be speaking out of my arse. I don't believe he was live on Facebook at the same time. So mm -hmm. if I'm watching his Twitch stream and he has a Facebook link in his, in his title, but he's not live on Facebook, even if I go there, I'm not staying. So it's no, yeah. If I'm Twitch, like I think you may you always make these killer points of like if you if you reject him from streaming on your platform unpartnered just uh you know it, it restricting his freedom of streaming, you become the evil person. If you let him do this, he's garnering 20 plus thousand viewers the entire time. That's half of Mixer's concurrent viewership just from one streamer coming back to your platform that you don't uh -huh. even have to pay. Right? This yeah. is Twitch's dream, at least a face value. We could mm, be, mm. And maybe Facebook likes it too. Yeah, I think it's a win-win for everybody. You know who's not winning here, Sam? Who? Mixer. That's, who? 
<laughs> don't, don't, don't. What? We already have enough mixer people getting angry at us, and I, I don't mean to knock them every time we talk about them, guys. Yeah, um, I think, I think we both really enjoy mixer. We do. We think it has a lot of great features. We'd like to see it succeed. They're just really not. They're not knocking it out of the park so far. Yeah. Say that. Um, but besides that, you know, back to uh -huh. topic, just a crazy, crazy thing to see that this time in streaming where you right. got a guy who we thought signed an exclusive deal, but now he's back on two platforms, kind of gaming on one, but mostly gaming on the other. Uh, crazy, crazy times for Disguise Toast. We will see if Twitch does react. Hopefully they, hopefully they don't. Hopefully they'll, they just won't say anything. Yeah. They'll just be quiet like they are and everything else and just go like... If you're well, smart. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> and as per usual, we hope you guys all enjoy. Uh, a lot of you guys have been watching the podcast more than, than usual with the channel growth. We've been more views in the podcast. So we really do appreciate you guys, and we really do like that you enjoy both of our takes. You know, oftentimes, me and Zan are, like, on opposite sides, and we, we love discussing these kind of points. So we really do appreciate you guys for all the support, all the comments and likes. You guys are truly amazing. And, and until then, though, Zan, you want to give them that classic intro? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Thank you to all of our new listeners, our new viewers. We've been seeing amazing growth on our YouTube channel at Esports Talk. But hey, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. If you wanted to listen to our podcast on the go on iTunes, Spotify, on your favorite podcast app of choice, you can find us as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. That's P-R-E-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. We upload the podcast there as well every single week. So hey, slide through, give it a download. Link will be in the description of this video if you want to check it out. Uh, and we always appreciate feedback from everybody, the audio listeners, video listeners, people who just sli slide through to say, hey, so by all means, reach out in the comments of this video. You can also find us on Twitter at talk underscore esports and on Instagram at esports underscore talk. You know, we check all of our messages. We read every single one, like literally. We, we don't can't respond to every single one because we get quite a few, but we really do appreciate you guys reaching out. Jake's mentioned it a couple times. We get a lot of stories from people just sliding through and saying, hey, like, oh, did you see this happening in this corner of the esports world? And we're like, wow, that is pretty interesting. Yeah, we'd love to look into that, you know? So thank you all for all the support, all the love. You know, big things coming. We have one big project wrapping up in the next <laughs> week or so that I've been, like, burning the candle at both ends to get off the ground. But, you know, stay tuned for that. Big yeah. things coming, guys. Uh, we're here for a long time and a good time. We always appreciate you guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys back here. We good? Yeah, I think we're good. Same time. Same day, every single week. Much love, gamers. Uh, stay safe out there. We're not even going to get close to each other. All right, until yeah. next time. Peace. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.